This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Practicing XP. We are continuing our series on remote work and today we're going to talk about iteration planning. Uh we have few of our colleagues joining us um like all the podcasts in this series. We have Surendra, Indu, Pramida and uh, another um colleague of ours called Ved is going to join us uh, in some time. Over to Chirag to start the conversation. Hello right, folks uh, welcome to the podcast thanks for joining in uh, we want to talk about iteration planning and what kind of challenges does uh, does uh, being remote especially in current situation where everybody is is remote uh, we are in radically remote uh, times uh, in those times uh, in that situation how does iteration planning meetings uh, become more challenging what about them becomes more tricky let's start there and um, and then we also want to hear from you um, what have what have you done to solve it uh, so whoever wants to start i can start them um, surendra here um, so i think uh, iteration planning uh, we always uh, did it like co-source teams uh, um, we used to see people the whole team sits in a room we know each other um, there was a comfort uh, when we used to do it in office um, now a couple of things i think the primary inputs in general that gets into an iteration planning uh, are our capacity what we have for the iteration um, mm-hmm. and each one of us understand uh, our productivity how do we do that um, from challenges perspective when we shifted um, to remote working Uh, is like right now understanding like what capacity will have like how much productive can i be so every one mm. of us are settling down in understanding our own productivity mm. uh, so this is the phase i see like uh, which is still getting optimized uh, or the iteration mm. planning meetings uh, meetings are getting optimized to the new ways of working mm. Um, mm. say for example if i have to uh, plan for my capacity maybe i have to set aside a lot of time uh, for all the ad hoc meetings earlier it used to be uh we just talk across the table but mm. now that needs to be planned mm. i have to call someone uh, i have to ping someone uh, it itself yeah. takes time uh so productivity is something which is impacting um, uh, people i mean uh, personal productivity um, estimating mm. and other uh, important thing which i uh, see is like uh, there are quite a few uh, folks who have joined uh, um new to th- new to the organization uh, new to the teams um the amount of learning or understanding how it works uh, could be iteration planning or any other practices it's easier when you um, sit across uh, you can ask and all that uh, mm-hmm. and it would be uh, the amount of um, frustrations will develop uh, double uh, for them uh, when they have to think about okay what does these guys when they say about capacity do i need to uh, think about every meeting that i have in or do i have to just think about my only coding time or the core pairing hours so all these things are right now in ambiguous state um, which are settling mm. down maybe in few weeks or maybe after we do like couple of um, cycles of this maybe we will adjust to the new norm yeah right 
so let me see if i understand what you what you're saying sudendra so so we talked about this idea about uh, yesterday's weather in in agile planning right that how do i know uh, what uh, tomorrow will look like how much uh, how much how many points should we sign up for for the next iteration the the short short way of knowing about it is to ask how did yesterday look or how did the last few iterations look take an average of that and you can assume that that's how that will be the closest way to estimate uh, what we will get done in the next iteration but now with this sudden change when suddenly we move from co-located offices maybe distributed teams where still some people were in a different location uh, possibly in a different country even but still there were a bunch of people especially people across multiple roles uh, were co-located together and and now everybody got uh, got started to work uh, remotely and that's a big shift of of the environment and when that happened uh your your assumptions about yesterday's weather have changed fundamentally or you don't know how much they have changed and uh, and that's something of a puzzle to say what should we estimate for for what our velocity is going to be next iteration because we these are unprecedented times that uh, so much distribution is happening right uh, have others also faced this indu or pramila have you faced this have you heard about this kind of thing yeah indu go for it uh so uh, exactly i think the yesterday's weather uh, is something that we aren't able to predict but i think uh, at least in my current project the way we did our planning we had we did have an inception in february and the way we did our planning is that we said that we are going to uh, call out like a flat capacity for or like a flat point system because we said over a period of time any project that i have worked with your velocity actually averages out so we said why to take that additional effort of actually gathering the whole team together and actually doing an ipm wherein we sit and you know recheck the estimates and check with have that debate we try we tried actually a slightly different model where we said that let's just go ahead uh, and just keep a flat maybe some two points is what we are currently looking at and we, the way our ipms would be to actually look at the stories and then have that you know uh, very candid discussion of saying that hey is this story really uh, something that is going to be done as part of should be this actually split it out so what this remote working has very specifically impacted is the um, not the quality of those discussions the discussions still happen but the amount of time taken for those discussions right now because now we are all remote which may, means that everybody has to raise their hands and then say hey i want to say something i want to put an input so i think that aspect has changed uh, but in the past as you mentioned distribute uh, doing a distributed sprint planning has always been one of the things that uh, we have done in uh, distributed teams across beat uh, across the globe right we we've, we've had at least a project i am part of we are we are right now distributed across uh, eastern europe or sorry western europe and then the, that that aspect has always been there but this additional aspect of actually having everybody having to have that mind uh, mindset shift of not having this metadata conversations which go into your uh, uh which go into your actual planning right that aspect has definitely uh, uh, caused uh, has you know slowed down so at least the last iteration planning meeting which was usually would be like a, a one hour thing ended up being more than one and a half hours so that mm. was like our learning of it saying that hmm maybe this is taking some time because we are in the remote uh remote right, right. 
so the time it takes for a conversation as well as the the smoothness with that conversation uh, yes is, correct, correct you're seeing a difference there as well correct. it doesn't flow as much people it's it, it there are starts and stops as somebody tries to say something two people start talking at the same time all yeah. of those things uh, become a challenge in, in how smooth the conversation is okay uh but but you are satisfied with the quality of the conversation so even though it took longer but the, you you felt like in just the recent experiences you've had around there you felt like the right kind of things did get end up getting discussed right eventually we got it till there uh definitely the amount of preparedness that you need to have for an ipm when it is in office is quite different right you know that there are people with multiple uh, aspects uh coming into the table and they can just bring out their points right now i think we uh, we are still trying to find our rhythm in how much we need to prepare for these kind of meetings uh specifically something like sprint planning so sprint planning at least it has two versions to it right one is what we do with team and the client and the other one is actually we do like a pre uh, pre planning to actually uh, chart out the stories that we do with the client even mm-hmm. over there i felt that even for them even though it is an distributed form it is as you know it is a bau work for them because we are already distributed yeah. but i think um, uh, the whole because the whole world at the moment is in this manner there are certain unprecedented impacts which come in in terms of for example in print planning you know we are, we are actually trying to struggle we are actually st- uh, struggling to convey our thoughts and we have to repeatedly convey our thoughts it should not be something new but i think in this particular sprint planning that we just had uh, uh, this thursday uh, that is yesterday mm-hmm. it just felt that we are actually having to repeat multiple things and it could just be a symptom of uh, fatigue setting in on both sides mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's again it's just uh, something that we are trying to figure out it's the nature of that we are in so it's uh, not only that one more is by conducting the ipms also it's becoming a bit difficult because we do a lot of whiteboarding while doing ipms so even though there are some good tools and zoom also allows you to do whiteboarding it's not as easy as you draw it on the whiteboard and explain to the devs or uh, the people so bst uh, usually find it difficult to do this of course for this like um, initially they they faced uh, like time increases because of this conversations and explaining multiple times uh, but however they need more planning actually now they need some artifacts ready like if they have use of flows they have to keep it ready or uh, on it uh, draw, draw it before hand uh, before the ipm itself uh, so that they can use it so they needing more planning to overcome this timing issues and uh, whiteboarding issues Uh, definitely conducting ipms initially it was uh, difficult with what i heard right right so they have to both both of you are uh, talking about the same thing that the uh, that there is a little bit more responsibility uh, on the shoulders of people who have the context to be able to put the context down in a way such that it can be smoothly understood by the rest of the participants <coughs> so it could be that they have to put in more effort to just draw things out On a, on a diagram, and that they can then share, or just put more thought in how they're going to convey uh, the context that they have. Okay, uh, Surendra, how, how have your experiences been around uh, the time it takes, or around the prep it takes? So uh, obviously, I mean, like what I said uh, said earlier, uh, the time would be higher than what 
um, generally takes um, uh, in my experience with the current project. Uh, interestingly, there was uh, one of the projects which was running uh, from the office, uh, which was distributed. Um, they have adopted to few of, uh, um, uh, I'll say, tips and tricks which would be useful. Um, and that I heard from them is like that that they are seeing lesser impact of that. Um, because they are a distributed team uh, team they have um, teams in uh, europe uh, they have teams in india what they did before uh, all this remote work had kicked in saw them having each one even in office they were attending most of their uh, ipms or stand ups each one sitting at their um, on laptops on zoom call on video everyone visible okay. uh, with the proper headset Okay. Uh, that particular they said recent discussions and office level discussions they said like they haven't seen much difference in fact uh, mm. client was happy that uh, they haven't seen any major transition issue in fact they were seeing that local uh, working with local folks is more difficult than working with uh, distributed team mm. uh, so it's just like i mean the talk of the town flattening the curve i think after a few iterations will flatten the curve the impact will re- <laughs> and we just flatten it uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting so you saying this team already was practicing uh, uh, practicing uh, this idea so we talked about this idea we've talked about it in earlier episodes that one of the mistakes that uh, that will end up making sometimes is to is to conduct meetings where uh, a bunch of participants are in one location let's say eight of us are together in one meeting room and two people are remote um and so uh, so so we don't uh, so we just treat that uh, we sometimes teams tend to and i have done that mistake myself we treat that as a mostly face to face meeting with the fact that there are some remote participants right and 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 so the conversation in the way it happens uh, yeah, the conversation the way it happens is designed for face to face for optimizing experience of people who are in the room and uh, and and the two people who are uh, away uh, tend to lose out in terms of uh, you know their ability to contribute because they they are they are away they sometimes don't hear the conversation properly they don't have the the access to the physical whiteboard that everybody else is using um and and so on so those those kinds of meetings become really ineffective so that this you know when not everybody is in the room then that's fine but even if one person is not in the room uh one should behave as if nobody is in the room and so this team that you're talking about uh, you you seem to be suggesting that they've been following that kind of principle to say if we are attending a a call then all of us should just attend the call as first class citizens in front of a clear everyday uh, webcam that is looking at us and and with a dedicated mic that catches our voice um and and if they've been doing that already then in a way they have already uh, learned how to have uh, have to have to have fully remote meetings where everybody is remote yeah in fact and uh, that's why they probably see less of an impact there uh, i mean best thing what now when i retrospect and see back um, they have invested uh, for a headset proper like high quality headset for each of the team members um, and it mm. would be a rotating one if someone moves out it stays with the uh, team so that they can uh, hmm. we can use it i i literally i mean i, I have to admit uh, that i laughed at it like why do you need to do when you are in office uh, but they haven't hmm. predicted the future um, they have prepared hmm. for it uh, today i know that how effective it is um, i know Very that nice. they have used uh, for digital wall also they were using mural and other few of those tools um, which hmm. would be easier because like what uh, pramita lot of times we go and scribble on the whiteboard 
Yeah. Uh, but when you are prepared for it, uh, the I think uh, that's the team which had would have seen lesser impact compared to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And some of these are also actual skills, right? You uh, as you practice more, you actually become skilled at using a divide board, at using a, a, a board digitally where everybody can add stickies and. you become skilled at grouping the stickies fast enough on the digital tool uh, you become skilled at knowing how to convey your ideas in a in a virtual meeting uh, and so on uh, i have been facilitating a couple of remote workshops last two weeks and i see a huge my own ability to to sense the mood of the room uh, just by looking at uh, you know the, the 20 videos of all the participants uh, i've uh, have Feel like I'm beginning to now sense who wants to ask a question, who wants to say something based on uh, based on their body language. I'm beginning to read much tools like putting a hand or using some icon uh, in the system to indicate. Uh, and all of these are skills. And as people do more of it, and those teams who have had who have already been doing a little bit uh, of it already are are likely to uh, to. just find it easier and the other teams need to start investing in in doing it uh, because one of the things and again we've talked about this in our earlier episodes we 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 should um, this the way i'm approaching is is that we really know when these lockdowns are going to end uh, across the world it's possible that it will last for another couple of weeks it's also possible that it will last a couple of months but it could also be longer but regardless of what exactly how exactly the pandemic plays out we should all as the world will not be the same when we go back to uh, the norm the norm would have by then and uh, more more remote work is going to be how much be as much as it is right now when everybody is just remote all the time maybe not but it will certainly be not the exact opposite where it was in of uh, as the norm as well it will be somewhere in the middle uh, and who knows where exactly in the spectrum it will be but we have to be prepared for for it for it to end up in any of the So few teams even saw some advantages uh, like a few like uh, the velocity right so the yesterday's velocity may no longer hold good uh, some mm-hmm. have seen drop in velocity but few few teams saw the velocity increase actually when people are working remotely and all uh, and uh, coming to other things right and what did they attribute it to pranitha what did they say was the yeah, usually uh, people like a uh, bachelors and all when they are staying uh, when they are staying at home at long hours they they have nothing to do now but to work actually so mm. people uh, or the managers or the tls are forcibly saying don't log in after certain time or uh, after one mm. or two like you see people in online at night uh, one or two o'clock Mm-hmm. so they are actually stopping them don't do it have some time for yourself even when you are remote or something like that but this okay. velocity may not continue once you go back also okay. may not be sustainable as well you know just yeah. right. in the same or situation the same people may feel down or they may feel like not working after some 2 3 weeks of working remote so yeah. guessing the velocity part is also will become difficult in all cases mm-hmm. in planning as such right ibm itself tells us we are planning for something so earlier those people those who have not seen do in planning are now actually seeing value in uh, in planning when they are actually remote so clients earlier when they used to say that they were worried that why are we having so many meetings or why is this iteration planning needed why can't you work directly whatever you get or these kind of things now the clients are more like 
oh okay actually ipms are helping they are letting us know uh, what to do or what not to do even when we are remote so this is really helping and now we see uh, that actually uh, what is the value of these processes or the xp practices or the ipms that we follow what is the value they are able to get that value now actually because mm-hmm. they are uh, able to seamlessly work even when we are remote the planning earlier also we used to do the same thing and now also we do some planning and all uh, they are like uh, okay we now know the value of this process or the value of this practice of uh, hydration planning and mm-hmm. earlier they they had to call people uh, like uh, people to uh, ipm is going on please come and join or these kind of thing but because now everybody is out and the meeting invite pops up and people are constantly checking what is their next or constantly checking their calendars now everybody is aware that okay we have an ipm today or um, i need i have an ipm after 10 minutes so everybody is uh, coming on time to ipms and the planning is more better is what something had told actually okay uh, i think yeah yeah i think so so the, this is uh, this is very uh, uh what do you say uh, indicative of the time that we are in where people are actually giving uh, spending a lot of time in front of the laptops and you know extending beyond hours for sure hoping that the work life balance is for uh, you know good for uh, is something i can uh, i think for all the individuals who are you know working alone at home or you know bachelors or spinsters i think they're all finding that challenging but coming back to just on the ipm right i think um one aspect of uh, people and i completely agree with uh, pramida on that the value aspect of it right while earlier out it was like just a ceremony that we do at the, uh, the you know towards the end of an iteration to kick off the next iteration because certain places it is actually considered uh, in one of the projects that i was part of uh, we never used to have like a formal ipm where we go in uh, we do estimates but we it used to be like a sprint kick off because the estimates would have already been done so the sprint kick off a place where you uh, go ahead and uh, mention one of the stories uh, that we're doing next where does it look uh, where does it reside in terms of our release plan or if it is a product then where does it reside in terms of a product so now in so this it's a context sharing meeting not a decision making meeting not a decision making uh, so the decision uh, correct the decision making is actually done as part of the pre planning with the uh, with mm. uh, certain dev pairs and it's like a rotational dev pair comes uh, right. and does it for every iteration it's not the same set of people um yeah. in the current form the sprint kick off or rather the iteration planning meeting at least uh, is giving a lot of context and you know kind of and that is an advantage that i see it's kind of uh, nudging people to actually be more involved in what the plan is which means that you're it is nudging them to actually think about it from a top level as in like an abstract one the one day what is that plan. big picture yeah what is that big picture exactly yes. so okay. the sort of you know feeling more that okay this is my opportunity to understand the big picture whereas when where we were face to face people would be like okay, i'll get it over the week as i or when i pick up spend time yeah just by by information radiators uh, while while everybody's just sitting together you you feel like okay i'll get the big picture over the course of the iteration but in this case probably people feel like i want that even before the iteration yeah. starts well. it, it is kind of tied tied on to the feeling of belonging right like okay you right. know when when i'm in an online office i'm part of a community which is for my project is community and then my office and my you know 
different roles and different uh, events that I'm participating. Those are my communities. But now with this remote working, the only fabric that binds us is the organization that we're working in and the mm. project that we are working in. So mm. I think that aspect, because because of that aspect or that feeling, I have noticed that uh, you know people wanting to know more, asking a bit more of questions, which is also resulting in maybe the delay. And that is where I mentioned the quality is coming out eventually. Uh, but that uh, that aspect is very clear in people. They want to know more and they want to feel that they are part of it, not just by pairing with their respective folks, but also being part of the planning, um, which is giving them a very nice insight into uh, the actual value of the ceremony of IPM or sprint kickoff or you know context sharing meeting that we do at the beginning mm. of the iteration that this is where we're actually getting everybody onto the same page. And this is where we are telling you, this is the ship that you're in and this is where you're going. I think that aspect is a big plus in my uh, view of this remote working. Um, mm. Again, it's just, uh, it's just my feeling. And I feel that, that that is resonating in the kind of quality questions that is being asked, which you know that, you know, at times we know that, you know, the folks may not be asking or thinking about this or the people who are really close to that feature might be thinking about it. So I have noticed that shift. So that, that uh, perspective is good. And the other thing, uh, tying back to Surendra's point of the headset and the microphone, like uh, people, even in one of the projects that I was part of, it was distributed again. But uh, as a norm for the team, they had mentioned that, you know, if, if it is these kind of team meetings, we want to see the reactions of individuals. So they will have like two, three people, they place the laptop in one place and, you know, two, three people will just... Uh, you know, huddle around that laptop so that they can talk about it and uh, the disciplines of actually raising your hand when you have a question. Um, these are some things that I guess we uh, we folks do because we've worked in a distributed manner, but some things which is also an opportunity for us to teach whoever who either coming on new to our project, uh, like we've had three new come the team, two couple of them are actually new to our organization itself, and uh, they wouldn't know. So it is uh, there's a fun element of actually you know teaching them them uh, about it. And then also talking about why do we have these ceremonies? So yeah. that has been a pretty interesting, uh, um, you know, journey at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know Surendra, you wanted to say something, but one thing that uh, what you said uh, Indu, uh, reminds me is that uh, a few days ago, I was, uh, I was thinking back about the times when, uh, and when was it? It was maybe just five or seven years ago where it was normal for us to, huddle around two telephones on two ends of the of a distributed team and just have like conversation just on audio and just like you know on uh, 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 just with one telephone set like one uh, speaker and, and mic uh, connected to just a telephone line and we 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 that was the norm and at some point uh, maybe what was it four five years ago we started shifting from just audio calls to video calls uh, and that wasn't a long time back just three or four but i can never imagine going back to plain audio calls ever right like uh, we, yes. uh, you know, the number of times we keep requesting people uh, today you know if you if you can switch on your audio uh, do switch on your audio because it makes a big difference uh, so we can never go back to to clean audio calls anymore once you've got used to video calls. And I think there is a similar thing about uh, about you can sort of take video calls from a room where 10 people are sitting around and you can't really see any of them. 
you know that there are 10 people but you don't know who they are sometimes yeah like that's how far the camera is from everyone so that has been the norm in many of our projects that we sit around video but but it's all you know multiple people uh, away from the camera uh, but once we get used to and, and this phase is going to get us to used to being uh, one person in front of every camera with a dedicated uh, earphone even if it's not fancy everyone has a dedicated earphone uh, plugged into to so for us to be able to hear them well and for them to hear us well and and i think there is a similar thing that we will possibly never want to go back to uh, just uh, this one meeting room with lots of people packed in when i don't have the ability to use uh, use my dedicated ear set use chat myself use uh, whiteboard myself like why would i want to share it with surendra even if we are in the same room like i think that is kind of uh, going to happen because you know what this experience how this experience feels now yeah is uh, very true i think uh, this is going to be an interesting shift when we go back into office uh, how our meetings are going to be conducted uh, that is going to be an interesting thing as well yes you're absolutely right you were saying something surendra before uh, like I think, uh, yeah that that just got drifted um, but i mean exactly like when you said uh, a few years back for years back when we were using telephone um, just the audio part uh, yeah we can clearly see the transition right and very first project which i did here uh, i think it took 6 months or 8 months for us to have a proper um, video conferencing setup because client had um, being a financial institution they had concerns of using what uh, we use at um, uh, yeah. here so it was always like um, two groups uh, in uh, end of i mean in two different continents uh, saying that okay we cannot hear you or there were some cross talks Uh, and i saw the transition with the uh, project which i mentioned uh, the recent distributed project uh, where maybe i think with remote working we would be more um, empathetic uh, when people talk uh, because only one can talk uh, no cross talks uh, we just don't uh, hear any background noise except for kids or someone um, i i see a lot of advantages uh, there is well like uh, i mean after 4 weeks at Uh, working from home i literally see like okay oh, how could they even predict it i was mesmerized when the, <laughs> the, the team was doing it um, and there were a lot of uh, new sensible defaults right we always talked about mm-hmm. uh, when i am in a room okay let's no cross talks now we'll say like okay can we have a video switched on by everyone um, with proper background or could be a virtual background um, yeah. so that i think these new sensible defaults will emerge as we work Uh, and old ones will slowly fade away okay uh, so we've talked about uh, let's look at uh, let's just look back at uh, what kind of challenges we've talked about we've talked about the fact that these discussions tend to take longer uh, maybe it's a factor of the team getting used to uh, having some of these conversations uh, remotely Uh, but as we as we learn how to prep better as we learn conduct these uh, facilitate these conversations better maybe it will start improving but uh, as of now uh, teams are uh, feeling that these conversations take longer sometimes feel more more challenging uh, just to uh, just to hold smoothly um, uh, teams are beginning to put in more prep uh, as a result of that uh, and time will tell how much how much uh, impact that starts making 
um it's been difficult for some of the teams to actually plan uh, uh, how much velocity should they plan for in the next uh, iteration because uh, they don't have uh, a, a, a like to like comparison from the past that they can do uh, because the circumstances have changed significantly and uh, so yeah those are the kinds of problems we talked about uh, primarily other challenges uh, have emerged in your experience about uh, about iteration planning meetings has anything else been really tricky or difficult very specifically in the sprint planning as such uh, apart from the challenges of pre planning i think the uh, other challenges is the alignment that we had to do with multiple people because um in this particular case two uh, two sections or two groups of people are co-located in one uh, one edim, uh, one side right like if you if i consider distributed team uh, in our case we are all huddled up in one office so the alignment is easier because uh, uh, you know the conversations happen quite fluidly the same is also true for the client side uh, wherein uh, on the client side there are people who are actually distributed across geographies there as well uh, in terms of the uh, from the core uh, location that they are working right similar to us like we are here i'm i'm sitting here somewhere in in pune and you know i'm sure surendra is uh, in somewhere else uh, 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 that kind of challenge is there also which means that the amount of time that we have taken to align all of them together has been quite challenging uh, because internally over there we would assume that they would have aligned and then come to the meeting but that mm. was not the case so that assumption itself got uh, uh, invalidated which also resulted in in you know a lot of uh, to and fro in the same conversations and when i said that you know we had to repeat the right. same conversation again right. one right. of the factors was this aspect um because and that is an unprecedented uh, uh, impact right like we assume that we speak to our product owners they will actually you know cascade that information across to people on their side Uh, obviously this is a new uh, new default or new norm of working and uh, even they are figuring that out so specifically for sprint planning i did notice that you know that back and forth tended up uh, ended up being quite a lot in terms of uh, multi vendors in where in one of the vendors is our organization uh, it became even more challenging because you know we had to not only let the information out to our immediate clients we also had to give out information to the uh, the other vendor as well because there are dependencies mm -hmm. so you can chart out all of these dependencies as part of your preparation but i think the um our original assume, assumption that the communication will happen uh you know you may not need to happen just over chat or just over email that they can just talk about it that did not happen so i think that yeah. was one challenge um when we identified this in the uh, last last iteration what now we have been doing as part of uh, every call uh, is that we are shooting out summaries uh, to all the stakeholders uh, via email um, we do mention it in chat we do send out a chat immediately just to say okay these are the high level points but uh, what we are doing is every call uh, we are now sending out a summary uh, very recently this was in the project that i'm working on it was actually appreciated saying that hey this is good in the current you know times it is becoming difficult to keep a track of all the different conversations because mm. even amongst themselves with their multiple responsibilities i'm assuming they are you know facing the challenge so having this mm. kind of a very dedicated summary email uh, which is a very simple uh, step that you can do uh, mm. is helping out um, 
particularly for planning i think for the pre planning everything in now has gone into of more okay i this is the activity what are the steps that i need to do to make this activity a success so what are the planning steps that i need to do uh, ideally you would not need to do so much weight is much more lightweight uh, i think that aspect has definitely changed in this remote mode of work right so people have to be that much more deliberate about ensuring that their message gets through ensuring that the right conversations happen and you can't just assume that okay they're all in the same location so they will end up talking to each other they will bump into each other at the water cooler or, or wherever and and that's uh, that's going to be sufficient instead uh, they themselves or we as as their partners will have to take more effort to ensure that the right get the right messages on time i'm not surprised about it later correct correct i think the challenge out here is the fact that uh, earlier on even when we had dedicated meetings we know that these folks will be in one location and they will all come into the same room and talk but in this current remote work constant problem that I, at least i have seen in hey my previous meeting delayed and you know we will take some time to come in and these meetings could not these might not be meetings which are there in their calendar these are all the potentially the ad hoc meetings which in a co-located location you will just have over the table or you know by just walking into somebody's office uh, at least for the clients which is not happening right now so everything is a call so i'm assuming mm. that that is just adding into that much amount of challenge and that much amount of communication overhead which is now required in this remote mode of work mm. because it's all world which is remote so yeah you know it's interesting so one thing that struck me was earlier indu was telling right uh, like this is one ceremony where the whole team comes together apart from stand ups which is usually for 15 minutes uh, right so i think it's good time uh, to make use of it to understand the team also like to just right. have uh, just not just jumping into ipm and planning everything but to have some light talk before or if there is some time left uh, then we can they having some random chit chats about what's going on or those kind of things or if someone mm. is delayed to the meeting making use of that time uh, by talking to people or randomly uh, at the end making some ceremony like a telling one feeling word how do they feel today or starting with that if uh, these kind of things right really uh, make sure that we may we'll be uh, still feeling as a team even though we are working remote actually mm. yeah that's a good point so this is uh, a, a once in an iteration opportunity for everybody in the team to come together so you might as well use it to to actually have some uh, small even but uh, but some team bonding team connection type of activities because part of the reason why people are showing up for these meetings more more regularly more intentionally is that they want that sense of connect with the team with the big picture and so might as well then deliberately design for more of that to happen like indu was talking about the big picture uh, right i think uh, few roles uh, maybe like whoever is running the iteration uh, business and this uh, tech leads i think an additional i would say additional challenge or additional pressure is on these roles to bring this big picture to the whole team uh, when you are mm -hmm. co-located we might have some information radiator we might have a okay. quick wall there which we we talking about your release uh, your iteration what would be our goals so now a uh, lot 
being digital form, I think one making sure that these roles reiterate it um, as and when, like could be in standups, uh, could be in your iteration planning, setting that context. Um, pre-work, uh, I see like pre-work uh, uh, or pre-IPM, what we call pre-sprint planning, uh, would be very critical for uh, now the iteration plan. Yeah. Um, uh, instead of calling everyone, say if it's a 20-member uh, project or 15-member project, yeah. having an iteration planning with 20 members um, with zero context before that uh, would be very difficult. I mean, uh, wouldn't be much better yeah. yeah. uh, than having a bunch of folks um, first giving them the context, leave it for some time, uh, then have the actual IPM. Um, so th those things would uh, surely work. Um, Else, what happens is like uh, even I saw like people were overwhelmed with uh, too many uh, meetings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so one way uh, it would be beneficial uh, when we talk about uh, communication, over communication, but uh, how do we balance with the lesser meetings? Uh, mm -hmm. Primarily uh, for the developers uh, who doesn't want to get, uh, who doesn't want to be disturbed uh, when they pair, uh, when they program. I think these new uh, these are the newer challenges that have emerged. Uh, how not to disturb them? Uh, mm. yeah, calling for an ad hoc meeting is always good, uh, but how do we balance uh, them not to disturb it? Uh, I think one of the projects the I'm not sure how effective it is um, is like the desk checks or the kickoffs. Uh, they had some dedicated time. Uh, still, I would say that's a testing, um, or it would be very specific to each project. Uh, I myself present to OCH for it, uh, but they said like a few projects is working working. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that uh, in in, the, uh, in just the uh, earlier episode about uh, ad hoc meetings like uh, kickoffs, story kickoffs, and uh, and VA volleyballs or test check. That that there are a bunch of pro, uh, challenges associated with it, and some people have tried these kinds of solutions. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, listeners, if you are keen to know more about that, tune into that uh, that episode. Um, that's just preceding this one. Uh, okay, so uh, what else about iteration planning meetings, planning meetings in general uh, is worth talking about? Uh, does this, yeah, sort of sum, sum up? Hindu, you want to add some more? So I actually wanted to pick on two things which uh, uh, Surendra mentioned. He he said uh, uh, about uh, the, you know, the BNTL roles having uh, to do a lot of planning. Uh, and I think there was one more point around this, around similar lines. So, uh, something which I have tried on in my previous three projects that I've been on, including the current one that I'm on, uh, is that uh, IPMs in general, the way uh, or the way I always uh, speak about to all, all the folks that I'm working with is that it is one of the ceremonies which should be owned not by just a couple of people, but by everybody. Uh, this Generally what happens is... Uh, what actually as part of the team norms itself, we put in a norm saying that all these ceremonies will actually be conducted by pairs within the team. Uh, for the preparation, they can potentially reach out to the BA and the TL, uh, but they can actually go ahead and ensure that there are uh, the pair is actually going ahead and presenting or conducting that, even if it means mm -hmm. actually inviting, uh, doing estimates, or even it means walking through the stories or the features, it's the act actually the pair. This has worked wonderfully in the past for me, and even in this remote mode of work, right? Like in one of the projects that I was part of, the sprint planning, the way we used to do is one person, uh, if there is a team on the other side, one person from the onshore team and one person for the offshore team, they actually pair up and then they prepare for the meeting. Uh, mm -hmm. So even if it's IPM, even if it is, it 
or any nature for that matter, if it's estimate mm -hmm. or if it is uh, actually just a sprint kickoff, uh, this has worked brilliantly. So one of the tips that I would say is, you know, spread the workload uh, that you know, make sure that there is enough time for more people to do things. Also, one of it's another good way to uh, get people involved or to think about the larger picture or the big mm -hmm. picture. So that has, uh, uh, in terms of one of the tips that I would say is, you know, try and see if we can make these meetings uh, or rather have more people. Rotate the responsibility. Rotate, yeah, rotate the responsibility of sharing the meeting or, or facilitating the meeting. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I would certainly um, uh, second that because the other thing it does is that um, by by rotating facilitators, it makes all the participants more empathetic towards the facilitator. You sort of have been in that, uh, have have worn that hat. Sometimes you know the challenges involved, and you are likely to uh, just uh, do whatever you can as a participant to help out the facilitator because you know how difficult that job sometimes can be. Yeah. Apart from the benefit that everybody just uh, learns some of those facilitation skills, which are, again, you know, going to be just really important. The virtual meeting facilitation skills are going to be important. Uh, you know, professional skills and life skills going forward in the new norm. And so more of the teams learning it, they will become better facilitators, but also better participants automatically, which is, which is nice. I think one last tip, which I think I missed talking there, uh, is like particular when it is specific to iteration or the sprint, right? Um, one, we plan it, uh, then we run the sprint. Um, the other major challenge would be like, how are we progressing with the sprint? Are we on track? Um, how is it impacting our release? So progress or the next yeah. Uh, yeah, the one quick thing, I think uh, it's not nothing new. Earlier, some of the distributed projects were doing a quick uh, EOD summary, like uh, which talks about mm. uh, where we are in. Uh, this yeah. really helps when you have uh, varied time zones. Uh, what happens even uh, even in today's scenario, uh, when two different teams are sitting, um, even remote, they might be having a separate stand-up in that location. Yeah. So it would be easy for them to quickly go through that and say, okay, this is what has happened uh, before they logged off yesterday. Uh, Kind of, uh, it's helping us uh, in the current project. We are trying to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Slider, which will have the iteration plan, and we quickly write one or two lines where we are in uh, before we log off. Uh, right. and, uh, this was being employed by distributed teams earlier. Now it's more. It's helping more. Yeah, yeah. So summaries. I, I think. Uh, I think that we are. Uh, you, you both are on to something when you say that creating summaries and sharing structured summaries is is important, whether it's at the end of a meeting, or whether it's at the end of a day. Uh, but giving people the ability to quickly digest uh, and and re remember, even recollect, even if they've been in the meeting themselves, but for them to refer back to do those summaries is is going to be really powerful. And this is, uh, this is something where, again, I'm hoping that as we do more of these kinds of meetings and as the tools, uh, tooling around this becomes more mature, that some of the tools will start doing some of this work uh, to, to make it easier for us. Uh, like we've been using Zoom for a long time and Zoom has the features to create audio transcriptions and it's integrating with more, uh, more tools to, to, to improve their transcription services. But Imagine a time, maybe it's six months away, maybe it's a year away, but it can't be too far away where 
uh, transcriptions will actually make sense right right now it's quite quite garbled especially for indian accents it is quite uh, quite meaningless you can read it if you want to have some fun but otherwise it's not it's not very useful but uh, but once they do start getting useful then uh, then going through a transcript quickly for somebody who's been in a meeting will be a really good way to then pick out stuff that they can add to the summary uh, so, and potentially then like link to specific parts of the conversation uh, in the transcript or in the, in the audio itself if you want to just listen to to updates about this story you know uh, uh, go to 32nd minute of the conversation you know, stuff like that could start happening and uh, we should sort of be on the lookout for that kind of those kinds of tools that could help do some of this better for us all right uh, that's been a wonderful conversation so far i'll see if uh, we are close to wrapping up now so um, so just a final call out for any any specific challenges that you think we uh, we haven't talked about but are coming up uh, top of your mind any tips uh, so let me put this question for you this way that if there was a team that wasn't uh, used to working uh, distributed even so let's say they were just co-located all the time and now they suddenly find themselves working remotely what tips do you have for them what are some key things you would tell them that you think will help them be effective in doing their ipms in this remote uh, remote first world what are some things that you would absolutely want them to know before they start doing it so one thing is uh, planning planning ahead uh, choosing the right tools and sharing the load by everyone will really help okay so plan for the meetings ahead plan for what you want to share and how you will share it choose the right tools set up the right tools to be able to do it effectively and share the load share the load in the sense get more people involved in the planning ste steps in the in actually running the meetings if more effectively all right thanks pramila who wants to go next i think we we've, we've covered this as part of uh, and i think it ties back to what surendra was saying uh, around empathy uh, be, uh, being patient helps quite a lot in in this remote mode of work and being mm. empathetic helps uh, quite a lot um uh, simply because i think uh, this is a new norm and i think if you are going into this if you are somebody who's never worked remote and don't have do not have an idea of how much it uh, toll it takes to actually uh, or rather the mental toll it takes to actually go ahead and over communicate uh, mm. be patient uh that is number one that i would say and then um for a distributed delivery i think uh, we've done this even if you are in co-located spaces even with distributed delivery one uh, mantra to follow is if instead of you know under communicate you can over communicate i think i cannot uh, emphasize enough how important it is to over communicate in today's mm. day uh that over communication it could be as part of summaries uh, that uh, chirag you were speaking about that over communication could be part of you know uh, multiple offline messages that you can send them but uh, over communicate because uh at the moment we do not have a connectedness even within within the internal teams that we have within organization so even oh. over communication is not just with the clients but also over communicate to your colleagues with whom you're working every day and yeah i think that uh, that will help uh, in you know 
if nothing, then, you know, just pick up your phone and give a call saying that, hey, what did you mean? That yeah. also helps. At least in the past, uh, I, I don't think I've given so many phone calls to my colleagues uh, in my entire time in, in, in this organization uh, yeah. in the last one month, actually. So, yeah. yeah, you know, pick up the phone and just speak. That also helps. Uh, I think uh, one last thing from my side, uh, everything that we do uh, when we are co-located that we did uh, uh, to bring the uh, team together to understand like where we're going on. I think now we have to, I would uh, request particularly uh, people who have worked uh, both uh, in distributed, co-located, who understands this, uh, to bring others together. Now it will take some time. Uh, like what uh, over communication, I think, um, in the top couple of times, I would say plus 100 or 1000 to that, mm -hmm. uh, even to the internal folks. Until now, for us, over communication means it's to the stakeholders who are on the other side. But someone might be like a couple of kilometers away from you now today, they're still uh, remote for us. So, yeah. uh, understanding them. Uh, so, that I think all each of those activities, uh, what is the new way uh, we have to find? Uh, it might not be optimal at the first time. Uh, once as we work on it, as we do on it, uh, we'll find optimal ways and we, we share it with others. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Thank you. Thanks, uh, everyone. Um, and then let's see if uh, we've covered any, uh, any advice that uh, being remote actually offers to, this, to the iteration planning process. It's possible that these are the only ones, but I uh, want to just pick your head, pick your brains. No? No, I think, I think that's it. I think uh, the value aspect uh, is reflective both on the client side and on the internal team. In the team, yeah. That, that I think. I so even, even stakeholders as well as different roles within the software development team are are, in your opinion, seeing more value in just coming together, planning out the next iteration, getting all that context, and feeling confident that we are uh, we are all uh, on the same page, and also feeling like we are connected. We are one team. We are all working together. We are a community. Yeah, yeah. And that but, seems to be like the biggest impact. Yeah, I think the uh, IPM. I think for, for me, I think uh, the what I've seen is. Somehow, maybe it is because we are not in the same location and we don't have like a physical wall or any information radiators around. I think all of us are very much focusing more on, okay, what is the plan? Where are we? And the progress tracking, which uh, uh, yeah. I, I think I Suvendra think was talking about, people are actually paying more attention to that, saying that, okay, are we yeah. still on track? I think yeah. that could be uh, the aspect of being remote, especially for people who are actually staying alone and doing everything in the household chores plus work everything together they are like more engrossed uh, in in okay where are we um, that feeling is there it it's a double edged sword it could be uh, it would uh, you know make them uh, sit long hours and on, on in front of their laptops uh, but uh, the, the advantage to that is that at least they know what is happening and you know yeah. they are looking at their deliverables very critically um, mm -hmm. 
be it uh, be it IPM or be it any story that they are working on. So yeah, I, I would still say it's a double-edged sword because uh, people are you know ending up in a lot of recent conversations, uh, even with the ops when we were you know one-on-one uh, -on -one conversations with people, we are having actually having to tell them please do not extend your time beyond for certain yeah. time because yeah. the burnout is very real. Uh, yeah. Uh, because you're already remote and there is no connect. So the way we are trying to mitigate that is that we are actually having chai times at four o'clock and we're half an hour for people are just coming in and just, you know, chatting about random things. Yeah. Not yeah. talking just about take, take a break. Yeah. Take a break. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think, yeah, yeah over, I think if we were in like one of the challenges, I think uh, that we were facing, which is actually a pro for being inside office is that uh, with the time change in Europe, uh, those all our stand, all our meetings have shifted ahead in time. Or like one hour before, uh, before what? Mm -hmm. So a lot of folks on our, at least on the present team that I'm, they're having a lunch times at three o'clock. Which if it, we were in office, it would have just been, hey, it's twelve thirty. Let's just go and yeah. have lunch. Yeah. Lunch is served at a particular hour in the in the office pantry in the office canteen, and that would force people to force people uh, to take go. lunch lunch at a reasonable hour. Or at least but even with that constraint gone, uh, people could end up uh, being too flexible with their meal times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today's uh, chai time for a few folks was actually lunch time, which I was like, okay, maybe we need to mitigate this somehow. So yeah, um, as I said, it's a double-edged sword of working from home. Right, right. On that note about uh, uh, about information retreaters, uh, we hope to. To get another group together sometime and talk about uh, how information radiators look in the radical, radically remote work uh, situation that we've entered. So, uh, so stay tuned. Uh, we hope to talk about that in upcoming episodes sometime soon. And if one of you have ideas, thoughts to share about it, please join us in that conversation. Uh, but uh, but we'll wrap up this one then. Uh, it's been lovely uh, talking to you all about iteration planning and uh, the impact of remote work on it. Uh, I've learned so much in this conversation. Uh, thank you for, for coming in and contributing your, your ideas, your experiences, and even your puzzles with us. Yeah. Thank you, Surendra. Thanks, Indu. Thanks, Surendra. Thanks, thanks to our listeners. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes, more, uh, more conversations uh, around the world.